it's great when we're motivated, you know, things go well, but what happens when we're not? And that's when discipline kicks in. So the, the thing is, is with discipline, it's creating the habit of doing things we don't want to do, but we know that need to get done. Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Olivier D. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast bringing a down-to-earth approach to personal growth. On this show, we're helping individuals just like you learn about tapping into their incredible potential through insightful interviews and inspiring lessons. Our mission is to encourage you to always keep pushing towards achieving your dreams and to stay awesome along the way. Welcome back, Awesome Tribe, and welcome to another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. How is everybody doing? Hope you guys are great. Hope you guys are safe. Hope these words find you well blessed, safe, serene, and all that good stuff. It is a pleasure to welcome you back onto the podcast. If you're new here, welcome. If you're an OG listener, welcome back. As always, it's always a pleasure to uh, come back again onto the airwaves, into your ears, and into your home, and into your lives. Thank you again for blessing us and gracing us with your time and your availability to, uh, you know, check in on uh, these amazing guests and these amazing conversations, as always, in the hopes to help you just a little bit more forward, just a little bit adding just a little bit more awesomeness into your journey. Uh, I want to say a very, very, very cool shout out to uh, my brother, um, Andy Foe, who basically, uh, again, just dropped some massive, massive, massive knowledge uh, on us uh, last week on episode 189. Um, again, as I told you guys, this was not a conversation about tattoo, tattoo art, the tattoo industry, anything, but just the fact of being able to sit and share a very vulnerable and very empowering space with Andy and his immense generosity, time, vulnerability, and just just sense of personal truth. Guys, I was I was thrilled. I was thrilled. I was like just walked away from that episode just so genuinely ch- touched. Just touched because there was such a warmth and a, a, a sense of kindness and just presence. Just sharing this space with a man with obviously uh, an immense talent. But just the fact that we can take so many of his, his experiences, his many of his, you know, lessons and apply them, you know, into our own journey. And from every single one of these conversations, that's always the common thread, isn't it? We are all in this together. We all have a story to share. And this is, you know, this is what always keeps me jazzed. So if you haven't listened to it, episode 189, Andy Foe, definitely, definitely, definitely go show Andy some love on Instagram. Go check out Upside Tattoo. And again, if you're in the Texas area, if you're in Austin, hey, might as well get on Andy's waiting list. But it, it is definitely worth your time. Um, review, 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 review of, uh, of the week. Um, you guys know I'm always, uh, you know, going back into the archives of the uh, and just uh, highlighting uh, you guys' kindness because I haven't done that over the past 190 episodes. But it's very important uh, to always show some love to the people who show you love back. Uh, so I'm just picking uh, the uh, the uh, reviews out of random. Uh, and today's review is actually from uh, Demo the Great, Demo the Great, which is also titled awesome interview and thank you for the five-star review demo so olivier is a great host and learns so much about his guests beforehand it really shows 
how much he cares about sharing and encouraging success. Great pod. Whoa, whoa. Whew. Okay. That, uh, that, that's always touching. That is very touching. It, it really is. It really is. So, guys, keep them coming. Um, I love them. You can see the excitement in my voice. And I love to share uh, share this episode, just uh, share these reviews. Uh, because, you guys, I want to let you guys know that, you know, we are part of a tribe. Maybe you guys don't know each other. Maybe you do. But it's always uh, very uh, important to me to let you know that, you know, we're all in this together. And I really value your, uh, your, uh, your appreciation. I don't do this uh, for the likes. I don't do this for the explosive of recognition of uh, being an influencer whatsoever. You guys know what I mean. But for me, it's always about trying to, you know, pay homage to you guys who give me your time. And uh, because this this is the only resource that we have and the only one that we can give back. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much uh, for the support. Guys, as you know, you can always leave the reviews uh, on the major platforms such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or also you can just DM me or emailing me, and I'll definitely read them on uh, on the uh, on the um, on the podcast once uh, once I actually add them to either at the beginning or at the end. Just trying to find a, a right formula, but I do I do want you guys to know that I do appreciate you, and uh, it's just just a little bit uh, adding another you know notch uh, to the way I want to improve the quality of the episodes once I once I bring them to you. So on this episode for episode one ninety. Guys, we are 10 episodes away as of this recording of episode 200. We are 10 episodes away from episodes 200. My God. On this episode, I have got my brother, Jamal Henry. And the reason I want to have uh, Jamal on is one of those impromptu conversations where I felt like it was so important just to hit record. Um, Because that's what always happens when I have my friends on. And I always do make it a point to always check in on my friends. But when we get into those conversations about resilience, consistency, discipline, vision, fatherhood, uh, marriage, raising our kids, being the example, doing our best just to, you know, putting the right steps, putting the right habits, putting the right vision into our journey. People like Jamal are people like to just shut up and listen to because he's got such a breadth of experience and he's a person I truly connect with as a brother and a fellow king because you have to surround yourself with people who are on the right frequency as you are, who are on the same journey as you are. Even though you're not doing the same thing, he's an entrepreneur and business owner. I'm not. But just like me, he's a devoted father, committed husband, fierce athlete, <laughs> dedicated, dedicated business owner. And so many, but what I really enjoy about Jamal is the fact that he's always available. He's always has such a warm smile. If you go on his Instagram and you'll see him, you know, putting in those beast workouts, you'll think like, okay, I better not mess with this guy. But I enjoy his drive. I salute his focus. I applaud his dedication to his own personal truth. And that is something I celebrate. And he was definitely a guy I wanted to have back on, not just to reconnect, but also to talk about you know, just going into the year and always going back into the essential steps, the essential, you know, bricks that are necessary to pave the way towards our journey, discipline, and, you know, self-affirmations. Just knowing who yourself, know thyself, fuel that, feed that, recognize that. And that's something Jamal and I had a lot to share about. So, you know, I'm not going to even sugarcoat it. Guys, 
enjoy this conversation with Jamal. If you want to connect him with him, he is AvatarFit12 on Instagram, but I will connect all the uh, necessary links into the blog post once it goes live, as you know. But uh, without further ado, let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 190 with Jamal Henry. Here we go. As always, I like to say, every time I open up these conversations, I can't go off at, or behind the fact that, you know what, I want to say thank you. Because uh, again, you know, you always have so, such a huge gallery of incredibly illustrious guests, but also throughout these conversations, you also build not just connections, not just acquaintances, but you also build friends. Um, yeah. I'm very happy uh, that, you know, we didn't just leave it via the Instagrams of the world and just make this one of those like, you know, just random connections. Like, yeah, you know, a lot of people on Instagram I'm grateful for, but, you know, from time to time, there's a roll of the dice into the universe that out of out of the blue out of the ordinary you find someone who resonates on the same frequency as you you know and i'm very happy that coach ray allowed us to create this connection i'm very happy that we yeah. also like you know ran with that and actually That's created true. this bond uh, of respect of uh, mutual you know admiration because you know you know i i care about you I, I i we connect all the time i text you like you know from time to time checking on the family and that is very sincere i hope that you know that jamal and it's something that you know really means a lot to me because it's something um a lot of people take for granted the fact that this thing called the human connection that separates us from the realm of animals but we are social beings but humanity the emotions the respect the 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 genuine a heart that one can put into an intentional uh, connection and relationship with a fellow human being and a fellow warrior is something that you can't take for granted. And for that, you know, for all your support, for your kindness, for your incredibly, you know, uh, beast, beastly uh, videos and reels that I just don't understand, you know, but again, I can just sit here and say, okay, I'll never do that, but thank you for the inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> brother you're a gentleman you know a king and a leader and for that i want to thank you you know for being who you are and again welcome you back on the podcast brother thanks so much for being here well thank you so much for having me and first things first whenever you speak about someone just know that you're actually speaking about yourself so everything you said ah everything you said that's uh <laughs> it's right back at you and that's just one of the unwritten laws of life it's so it comes right back at you. You can't you can't neglect it because sometimes um, I know this podcast is also about, you know, just talking to people and reaching out to everyday individuals and, you know, just helping them through one conversation at a time, you know, just understand the concept of the greatness that is within them. And it's one conversation at a time that I want them to understand that, you know, you have the responsibility to, you know, tap into every opportunity, every connection, every sense of energy that you come in contact with and Mm -hmm. what you can do with that is immense. And you can create these great relationships, you know, that will fuel you and those around you, you know? Um, But I wanted us to reconnect, you know, because we always go off and on. And of course, even though we always have show notes, but I I know we're going to go off the rails anyway, but why... (laughs) Why this conversation, even leading up to this to tonight, was so apropos, I think, because I sometimes, you know, I, my brain just goes a bunch of places. I'm sure you, you do as well. You take mental notes, right? And this is a personal story, but yeah, uh, this is a segue into the first topic. The thing is, uh, just earlier this week, all right, I was cleaning my phone, as one does, right? Screenshots, photos of whatever. And I came on a screenshot of... You know when you go onto your online banking on your phone, right? And I screenshot uh, a bunch of bank balances from my personal bank balances, right? 
and it was like two accounts, like checking and saving. And I kid you not, one balance was 0.98 cents. And the second balance was like $3 and some change. And it hit me because at the time, because I look back at the dates, right? Um, at the time, I was married. Uh, my daughter was just born. Maybe she was like maybe one or two. Uh, my wife wasn't working. My wife just got pregnant. And for various health circumstances we don't need to get into but she couldn't work um and basically it was just me you know and i look at that and i remember why i screenshot that because i remember i was feeling very lousy because i'm sorry but being broke isn't fun <laughs> so you're married you have a wife you have a kid you have a kid on the way you're the sole provider and caretaker for your well-being and you're looking at that and i looked at my phone i'm like i remember why i screenshot this because i remember how lousy i felt but i also remember looking at the phone like i'm screenshotting this because there is no way in hell that i'm going to stay this way all right so fast forward to 2022 i look at this on my phone i'm like i can understand in this realm you know we're not past the pandemic but we're past 2020 let's just put it that way you know jamal we have men, we have compadres, we have fellow warriors who unfortunately did not last, okay? Unfortunately, they're no longer with us, right? Who are crying, who are, who, who are desperately seeking help and, and, you know, just crying into the universe like, God, I need help, right? But I look at him and I look at myself in 2022, the only reason that has helped me and I'm sure other people go over that hump is the conviction, the will and the dedication, you know what, to do whatever, come what may. And why I come, came up with the word discipline for tonight and why I wanted to tap into this is because, you know what, if you have the discipline to go after whatever, insert whatever your priority is, you will make it happen. Because at that yeah. time, when I took that screenshot, I had no idea how. But I'm, here I am to say, like, you know what, if I can think back right now, I don't know what I did. I just know what I did. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, oh, 110%. discipline is the one deciding factor between you wallowing in self-pity and you executing. And where do we fall short? Where, where does that dissociation happen from between, again, just, just settling for the fact that, okay, life sucks, and you know what? I will execute. The, 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 the very dirty but very ugly middle, Jamal. Why is it so what? hard? Um, before we hit discipline, that moment of looking at the bank account, because that uh, it's a moment that in a conference I want to touch upon, because that moment is where you're confronted with yourself. And I think it's Jim Rohn who said, when you look at that, when you look at the your balance on your accounts, or you look at the, at your car, or you, you look at your house and you get to the point where you ask yourself, what kind of person has that kind of balance in their, in their account? What kind of person has their car in this state? What kind of person leaves their house like this? And it's when you get to that moment where you are close or no, you're actually disgusted with yourself and almost ashamed with yourself. Not from anyone, not from anyone else, but the the shame comes from yourself. And you look, and you t that's where you make the decision. I will never 
never be in this situation again. And not only for me, but for my family. When you get to that point in your life where you don't say, you know what, I'm going to, it hurts, but I'm going to start tomorrow because I just got to, I got to think, no, no. When you make that decision, as soon as you see that screen, you see that bank, bank account balance. And right there, you don't waste a second. You go take action to make a change. That's when your life changes a switch a, a physical switch turns on in your head and that's where discipline applies itself because you promised because you got to the point where you're like what kind of person does this with a, a family how could you allow yourself to to be in this situation mm-hmm. right and you ask yourself how how can i do how how did i allow myself to get to this point and then you take action and you don't even care how you take action. You just take action. You just need to do it. You do it. And in turn, that discipline develops itself. Right. But it's, it's until you hit that wall and you're like, man, what kind of person? Like for me, it was my car. Right. My car is always dirty. I always have stuff. Even, right now it's clean except for my trunk. My trunk is dirty. <laughs> but I had to ask myself, I'm like, okay, what kind of person drives a car in this state? Not not a not a wealthy person, not a clean person, not a person who's taking care of their stuff that's organized. But those are all the things that I want to be. Right? And I can relate to that bank account, bro. <laughs> I can relate to that bank account. And while you were talking about it, my ears my my eyes filled up with tears. Um because it's very relatable. Bro so it hit it hit. And the funny thing is that I came up, I, I grabbed the phone and I just, I came up for, I, I, I sent it to my wife and towards, towards the evening, as we're getting ready for bed, I was like, babe, the, the baby was just about to be born. It was just me. You were home. And we went through a whole thing of like, wow, we had a mortgage. We had car payments, we had doctor's appointments, we had this, we had that, winter, snow tires, like how, how, like how, but you know what, how doesn't matter. I don't remember who told me this, but, and for anyone listening to this, this is not for, to write a sob story, but when you understand why you're doing it, when you understand why you're doing it. You will figure it out. If it matters enough to you, you will figure. figure it out. Which is why sometimes when you're in an exchange and I see, again, you take your you take your fitness seriously. You take your nutrition seriously. Like you are eons. Like you and I are not in the same world. But you know the admiration yeah. comes from the mm-hmm. fact that I respect you because that when I see you doing the somersaults, when I see you walking on your hands, when I see you doing like jump squat, like it didn't happen yesterday. And mm-hmm. you can't convince me that waking up at 5 a.m. in the snow is fun. But you know what? There's the warrior's discipline that goes in there. So yeah. it is so easy to just hear that alarm ring and say, like, you know what? Roll over. <laughs> You're good. But. As you said, it's relatable because whether it's fitness, whether it's getting to work, whether it's dressing up properly, you know, whether it's keeping your car clean, discipline takes work, Jamal. 
And yeah. a lot of people don't want to buy into that. Why is that? Because again, success is simple, but success mm. often is not fun. Can we try to differentiate that for them? But so I, I pulled up the, the definition of the word discipline. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first, um, so here's the first uh, definition, the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior. Uh, are using punishment to correct disobedience. Mm-hmm. Uh, definition number two, a branch of knowledge, typically one studied in higher education. Mm-hmm. Um, that first one, the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior and using punishment to correct disobedience. Very important. When we, when we read that, we think of one person using discipline towards another person. Mm-hmm. Except it should be the one person using discipline towards that same person. There we go. Right. So obeying rules or code or code of behavior or a code of behavior. And I won't go as far as using punishment, mm-hmm. but um, discipline and this is a big uh, debate. Was better motivation or discipline? Well, you know, at a certain point, a lot of people. What I hear a lot. I work at, at a, a nutrition club, uh-huh. and I invite people to the boot camps. They're like, ah, oh, yo, you know, when I have the motivation, I'll be there. I'm missing motivation, as if motivation was something they could just pick up on the side of the road and take with them. Uh-huh. You know, and that's that's the thing is that motivation. It's great when we're motivated, you know, things go well, but what happens when we're not? And that's when discipline kicks in. So the the thing is, is with discipline, it's creating the habit of doing things we don't want to do, but we know that need to get done. And we're going to break it down to little, little things. And people... I can't remember his name, but he said, are you willing to accept the fact that you can become one of the most successful people if you do the little, little, almost stupid things that have to be done Mm -hmm. in the sense that I have kids, they leave toys uh, laying around. Sometimes uh, I would step over them and not pick them up. Right, they're all sleeping. There's a bunch of toys here. Mm-hmm. But what has to get done? I have to pick up the toys. I have to pick up the toys. But Jay, what does that have to do with me being disciplined to go work out? Or for me being disciplined to wake up uh, at 5 a.m. Or being disciplined to make sure I get all my financials in order? It's because your brain does not make the difference between being disciplined to pick up these toys or being disciplined to take care of your life. Your brain Uh, says discipline is discipline. When you develop the habit of picking up that toy or all those toys, you develop the habit when it comes to financials, when it comes to picking up your car, when it comes mm -hmm. to uh, taking care of other things that are much bigger, depending on the the person's uh, perspective, Mm -hmm. but the bigger details. You know, Jim Rohn said, if you take care of the small amounts and treat them very uh, as the most important thing in the world. When the big amounts come, 
it's going to be the same thing because you develop the habit of taking care of the, it's the habit. It's who said it? Cause you're not listening to the same people. Um, I remember, I think those, the, these two, these two next ones are similar. I remember listening to TD Jakes, uh, give mm-hmm. a talk. And of course, you know, he got into so many details, but of course he got to a point where he was talking about finances and he was talking about shepherding. And you must see your finances as you being the shepherd of your finances. Now, hmm. understand that the universe is the universe. Well, you call him God, we call him the universe, but he used God in this, this instance. Like, listen, if I give you 40 bucks and I see how you squander or misuse 40 bucks, why would I trust you with 40,000 or 40 million? If you don't have the discipline to properly shepherd, protect, and grow, 40 bucks exactly don't sit around waiting for 40k so i tell my kids this all the time i was having this conversation with my daughter just yesterday like listen she's growing up she's nine going on 10 you need to be able at some point for me for you to look at me in the eyes and tell me that yeah daddy i I can stay home alone for like an hour you know but for you to do that you want autonomy you know, because she's at that age where she's like, all oh, my friends have cell phones and, you know, like, you know, I'm a big girl. Yeah, I know you are. I know you are. I trust you. I love you. I honor you. But you and I have some steps to make. It's like video games. Yeah. She likes video games. It's like video games. You need to pass level one. Level one is trust and respect. If I need to know that I can trust you and you can respect the fact that I'm entrusting you. Then we can go to level two. Then we can talk about autonomy. We can talk about, ah, okay, you can cross, you can go do this by yourself, do that. But coming back to the people listening to us, if you can't be entrusted to take care of the little things like being on time, picking up your toys, you know, if you have kids, if you don't have kids, making your bed, doing the dishes. Yeah, it's just one fork. Yeah, it's just one glass. Yeah. You're just one person. It's just one email. It's just one phone call. It's just one rep. It's just one minute late. Yeah. You need to take care of these elements. And you bring it home because, you know, I see you and I see the discipline you apply to yourself, the apply to your business, the apply to your family. And a lot of people think those things are not really, but they do. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And it's not always easy. We need, because we, we don't want to sugarcoat it, because we need to understand that, you know what, there will be days where you are totally not into it. <laughs> so how do you overcome that, that, that moment where for you, I know you, you have, you have your mechanisms, but for us, regular people, <laughs> How do you silence that 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 trigger where you know the natural inkling would be like you know what doesn't matter I can get I can get away with it you know it doesn't matter I'll just skip this leg day you know how do we <laughs> how do we do that um, There's two things there's acceptance and action so acceptance is you know we're able to talk about it comfortably in the sense that sometimes we're gonna miss because we're going to miss, you know, nothing, nothing in life is perfect. And us, our, our efforts aren't perfect. We will never be 110%. And once we get to accept that, 
that's where we can take a bit of stress off of our brain and our body and say, okay, so what's the next step? Now it's to take action. And these are the little actions we're talking about. Just washing that fork. Right? But until we accept the fact that, well, it's like someone who wants uh, wants to lose weight. A lot of people want to lose weight for the past years. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know what, I'm going to do everything I need to. Um, and for th- two months, man, they, they're perfect in their eating. Perfect in their eating. And then... And they're perfect with their training. And then all of a sudden, I mean, they lose all the weight that they want. And all of a sudden, they fall off. And either they gain the weight that they had or the results just leave out the front door. And in my opinion, that's because from the beginning, they never accepted that they did not have to be perfect. So it's in that acceptance. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when people, like you you mentioned before that my nutrition is A1. I eat probably 90% of the time and 10% of the time I don't. And that 10%, to be honest, man, I go all out. You name it. Whatever is going through your mind for junk food right now, I probably ate it. (laughs) Um, But it's in that acceptance. It's that in that acceptance. And when I take on clients and help them with the nutrition, that's why I tell them. I say, listen, they're like, oh, okay. So I have to follow this diet and you mean I have to like, I have to get rid of all this. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, what's your percentage of like good food versus junk food that you're eating? They're like, oh, well, I eat like probably 50% good and 50% junk food. I said, all right, let's kick it up to 60. Like, uh, that's all. So, yeah. So from there, we go to 60. If it has to go to 55, we go to 55, then 60, then 70, then 80, then 90. But without telling them, they're developing the habit of just accepting the fact that I don't have to go 100% 100 perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, I think it's in movies and you see it everywhere where kids feel pressured by parents because they have to be perfect. All the time. All the time, right? But what happens when you take that pressure off and the shoulders go from this to relax? And they can breathe. And they can breathe. And that's because the stress is off of their brain that, well, you mean I can do what I want to, but I I don't have to go, I don't have to be perfect? And so it's in that acceptance that I don't have to be perfect. And once that is done, okay, now that I don't have to be perfect, what can I do to be my best? What are the actions I can take to be my best? And then your brain opens up to, okay, so I have to be more disciplined. What's the smallest action I could take to be more disciplined? Wake up in the morning and make my bed? Okay. Time it. You wake up, you literally time how much time it takes, it takes to make your bed. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a concrete way of getting things done. So you make your bed, you time it, it takes you three minutes. Perfect. Your brain understands when you wake up the first three minutes of your day, you're making your bed and you start off with a win to make the bed. You make the bed and it starts off with a win. This is one of the uh, number one fundamental things to to win your day. And the way personally I learned that is um, I have a video that's 15 minutes, 15 minutes long. And when this video plays, it's a time management video. I let it play in the background. I clean. I do nothing but cleaning, clean, 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 clean for that 15 minutes. Because my brain says 
for this 15 minutes, which is not very long when you think about it. No. All you're doing is cleaning. But you're disciplined for that 15 minutes. You're not, it's not just, okay, we got to clean. Okay, but how long is this going to last? Like a half hour, an hour, and you're dragging your feet? No, no, no. It's a 15 minute blitz. So time it so you know. If it's if you're gonna clean for a minute, be intentional. Put that minute, and then you clean as much as you, you can for that clean. minute. And you understand that, and I learned this through time management. A lot of people don't know this, but your brain can only sustain a particular amount of focused attention for just a very particular amount of time. Which is why you know when they give you the three hour like you know college course, the teachers know you're not gonna follow for three for three hours. All right. You're only going to pick up a couple of nuggets, but your brain, I'm sorry, your brain cannot follow a course for three hours. They have three hours to give you as much information as you can, and you're going to take notes, you're going to record, but you're not focused for three hours. I'm sorry, but you said it. We are focused within a couple of chunks at a time. All right. 15 minutes is optimal, which is why, you know, a lot of people take their cell phones. I read a book. Everybody says, like, get a kitchen timer. I don't get, uh, for, for the people on audio, you're not seeing this, but for the people on video, just grab yourself a kitchen timer, a cheap mm-hmm. kitchen timer. This cost me like seven bucks at Walmart. It's a 60 minute timer. I use this for my editing sessions because I used to be back in the day in the realm of podcasting. I used to tell, I used to tell myself, yeah, it takes me about, you know, for, you know, for an hour episode, maybe I'm going to go like, you know, maybe uh, three to four hours for editing. But I'm like, does it really have to take me four hours? And I really question myself, why does it take you four hours? I know why, because I'm playing YouTube in the background, because I'm listening to reggae in the background, because I'm, you know, I'm listening to kids, I'm texts are coming. So the four hours is not a real four hours. I just kept telling myself that. But with this timer, I know that, okay, I have 60 minutes to do an editing session. So I'm doing nothing else. Turn off my phone. I tell my wife, like, listen, for these 60 minutes, I don't care if the house is burning down, I'm editing. Okay, so there are tactics, guys. And I love the fact that you brought this up, brother, because you know what? Our attention is segmented, but our discipline is something that we can harness. But it takes practice. Can we agree? It takes practice. Oh, um, it, it takes a lot a of lot uh, of willingness. Yeah. Um, and you have to understand that, yes, it is going to be uncomfortable. And what I wanted to bring up is the fact that you brought up something called, again, comparison mm-hmm. and just like you, I got a bunch of friends who are like, you know, just real health nuts. And I understand that, you know what? Their level, like Jamal's level, is not my level. And I need to be okay with that. Okay? I need to be okay with that. Okay? I have people who can bench press like three, four hundred. Like I got a I got a buddy of mine, like, you know, who's a power lifter, like, you know, six, eight hundred pounds, squats. Like that, that is not me. And I'm good. He has his process. He's been doing it for 20, 30 years. I go to the gym from time to time just to stay healthy and fit and to play tag with my son. That is okay, right? But why do I'm saying that? Because a lot of people will compare themselves to you and say like, hey, Jamal eats like this. Jamal takes these shakes. Jamal goes to the gym. He does this. Jamal does somersaults. Jamal does calisthenics. It's like, and you but burn what yourself. You do? Yeah. See? What do you do? That's that's the question. Well, not not the, like when, because a lot of my customers say that uh, when I invite them to boot camps, yeah, but like you guys are crazy, like no, nah, no, nah. and we have four rules, four rules at our boot camp, and the first rule 
It's very simple. The first rule is you have fun, fun from the beginning till the end, and you give your 110%. Not you're not going to give 110% for the person beside you from your left to right, behind and front. You give your 110%, which means you could use someone as motivation to push yourself, but you're pushing yourself to your maximum. So that's exactly it. Is instead of looking at the other person, is saying, okay, what can I do to be my best? my best. I can jump this high. Perfect. I'll jump this high. Next week, you know what? Maybe I'll jump higher and higher and higher. As long as it's your best. And that's at the beginning of every class, I asked everybody, as long as you're giving your best. And if you're not, guess who knows? You do. So the only person you are cheating is yourself. So, yes. It's, and you know what? I think this really well segues into the second topic we wanted to touch on because a lot of times, still going back to to the the screenshot, and you talked about it. You know, there 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 are moments where along your journey, we're going to call it growth, mm-hmm. and I really don't remember where I read these words, but I read that you know what, growth is painful. And you mentioned it, you know, sharing your perspective on the whole screenshot thing, the bank account, is the fact that the only time that you will make the necessary adjustments to move your needle forward is when you come to the point where you have your back against the wall and you know what? What are you going to do? Do you care? Does does this, does this uh, disgust you enough to do something about it? And I believe that there's no better manifestation of the comfort zone. Hmm. When does the comfort zone become so disgusting to you that you understand that you should not be there? How do we recognize the comfort zone, Jamal? And second, how do we take the necessary steps to, you know, grow out of it? Because I understand that, you know, the only way we're going to get to that next level is to break away from the comfort zone. You yeah. know, how do we do that? Um, now, I'm only speaking personally mm-hmm. for myself. The, the parts of my life where I was in my comfort zone are the parts of my life when I did not have much progress. And what I mean by progress is uh, I wasn't reading anymore. My workouts were okay. You know, I wasn't pushing myself. I was just working out. Um, my marriage was okay. There was nothing special about it. Um, anyways, in every aspect of my life, everything was just okay. Um, and then, you know, you start feeling sluggish. You wake up later. Everything just seems normal. Right? You work your nine to five. You come home. Hey, babe, how's it going? Great, let's have dinner, talk a bit with the kids. That seems normal. And that's because it's comfortable. Our brain says, you have a great life. Um, But the thing that happens is, if there is no progress, okay, if there's none of this, and you're just going on a straight line, our brains are wired that you get 
you, you get weaker in every aspect of the in every aspect of of the word weak your brain gets weaker your eyesight gets weaker your body gets weaker mm. um you you said what what did you say uh, is pain is it progress that's pain Gro- growth is painful growth growth is painful growth is painful thank you um so and i think that just anyways if you don't have progress you're actually digressing wow okay okay because here's what happens if you have a certain level of knowledge uh-huh. and everyone is acquiring more knowledge well look what happens there's a gap everyone else and it's not to compare it's not to compare with everyone else it's just in the sense that if you stick with the knowledge that you have at the moment you will be that person for the rest of your life and if that's okay with you if that's what you want and you say i don't want progress in my life because i know a few people not many i don't hang around them but for some people they're okay with just doing the bare minimum perfectly okay and they're perfectly okay, but you know what? If you look at these people, they don't smile much. I will, I don't know if they're happy. And I can tell you it's because there is no pain of growth in their life. Because they have the same knowledge. Their brain is just there with the same information. They repeat every day. Um, and so if there's no growth, they are actually decaying. And they're decaying, and I won't say the word die, but that's what happens. Yeah. Is you die before your actual death. Mm-hmm. Because the point of, of life is to learn every day, whether it be something big, uh, small or big. Because um, your brain is meant to learn every day. So, what happens if you're, right now in your life, if you feel sad at the smallest thing or depressed, this word depressed is horrible. Mm-hmm. every now and then we will feel it. it's normal but if it's a if it's routine for you to feel sad down talk like this how's it going mm-hmm. uh, you know i'm average not too bad these things these words that you're using can't complain it can't complain but why like that's that's like why would you give that answer i can't complain but why would you complain in the first place you know so these things you're thrusting upon your brain that sends signals to your body. And then you wonder why right now you're developing the habit of, uh, you know, can't complain, can't complain, can't complain. And so the more you say that, the more your brain's saying, well, you know, I can't complain. What's going on. What's going on in your life? Uh, not much. Your brain says, Oh, not much. Okay. Perfect. Let's make sure nothing much happens in your life. Nothing much happens. You know? So, and to help you get out of that comfort zone, again, now we, now these are concrete things that you can do, is change your vocabulary that you use for yourself. So, how are you doing? You know what? I'm doing better. You don't even have to be doing, you don't have to be, like, you don't have to be in depression or whatever the case may be. You could just be normal, but you know what? I'm doing better today. And your brain's just, oh, yeah, you're doing better? Perfect. You know, that's right. And your your brain will send you signals. You're mm-hmm. doing better. 
And day by day, and this is, you have to be disciplined, guys. It's not mm-hmm. easy, but it's worth it. I, I, we, we promise you that it's worth it. That mm-hmm. if day by day you change your vocabulary from, vocabulary from can't complain to, man, you know what? I'm doing better today. And what's going on in my life? You know, a lot of things are happening in my life right now. You know, some good, some bad, but a lot of things are happening. I guess because the, um, you've noticed as well as I do, the self-help industry has exploded over the past <laughs> five to six years. Because we know Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins have been around since the dawn of forever. But I don't know, the past five to six years, it's all about self-help and like yay, empowerment and stuff. So I'm guessing a lot of people get it twisted because a lot of people are saying like, you can be whatever you want to be. Chase your dreams. Speak your dreams into existence. You have a gift. You are blessed for a higher purpose. This is all true. But I guess a lot of people are also missing the fact that it's not because we are asking you to mind your words and to be careful that the words you put into your body are saying that you are not allowed your negative emotions. Because guess what? Life goes on. People are going to die. Your kids are going to get sick. You are going to lose your job. Your car is going to be up for repair. You're going to get a a traffic ticket. It's going to happen. It's going to suck. I can't ask you, hey, I got a 400 parking, a $400, you know, ticket, and this is great. (laughs) No, it's going to suck. And it's, you're allowed. You know, I'm a parent. I'll be the first one saying this. And, you know, anybody can take me to court if they want to. Your kids are allowed to get on your nerves. You know that, right? Yeah. Your kids kids are allowed to get on your nerves. You will come a point where you will come home and with all the might and love that you have for them, you're going to look at them. It's like, you know what? I love you. But, like, please, like, just, just, like, I love you. I love you, okay? Go put your PJs on. I will read your story, but let me vacate this premises for, like, five minutes. You're okay. I'm saying this because these are feelings. These are real feelings. And these are, as you mentioned, the word acceptance. A lot of people think that they have to keep all these things buried. As long as you're truthful, as long, and I'm speaking because these are things that we've experienced, that I've experienced, and I'm hoping someone hearing this can learn from it. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to feel, you know, unable or weak, but doesn't make you a lesser of a man or a woman. Doesn't make you lesser of a person, parent, brother, sister, colleague, whatever. It's okay to have moments of frailty and weakness. And you know what? It only makes you, you know, that more worthy because you are choosing to tap into everything that makes you, you, because you can have issues. But what we're saying is that don't make that your excuse. No, that's the one differentiation we want to make, you know? No, I'm sorry. I cut you off, but I just thought that was important to say. No, not at all. That's perfect. And there's a great example that I use with my, my children. So let's take Joshua J for instance, Loves toys like most any kid, uh, most uh, all kids. Um, and um, when he wants a toy at uh, the store, and we'll say either we'll say no, not at the moment, or no, and he'll start jumping around and he'll start crying. Um, so then I break down step by step. Say Joshua J, all right, just stop jumping, and then. He'll stop jumping and then he'll keep crying. Say, Joshua J, breathe, breathe, and stop crying. And then he'll go through the steps. He'll start breathing and he'll stop crying. Okay, that's one thing for parents, guys. You can't just tell your child to stop crying. You got to tell them what to do to stop crying. Okay. Step by step. What changes when they cry? Their breath. Mm-hmm. 
then help them get their breath under control. Mm-hmm. Are they jumping? Get them to just relax on their feet. Well, not relax because, of course, they're going to keep crying. Mm-hmm. But, like, if they're jumping, uh, get them to stop jumping. Anywho. And then I make him realize. I say, it's normal to be mad. It's perfectly. You are allowed to be mad. He says, okay. And I say, but is it worth, are you, is it worth crying for a toy? And I let him think. Uh-huh. I'll say seven, seven out of ten times. He'll say, okay, dad. And he's five years old. He'll take the toy and I'll put it back. He'll be sad. He'll be mad. But all these little things, and you, we could do it from when they're, when they're, uh, they start playing with toys and they start crying from when they're one, one or whatever age, because you, the habit that you're implanting in the subconscious is, mm-hmm. man, I'm really mad right now. But is that an excuse for me to throw a tantrum? And for all parents, it might not make the difference in the beginning. But when they hit adolescence, when they become teenagers, I promise you, it will make the difference at least once. In one situation, well, they'll be like, you know, I'm really mad right now, but is it worth me running away? Yep. And just that little switch of you taking, of us, sorry, not just, of us taking the time to let them ask themselves, is it is this an excuse for me to jump around, cry and scream? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. I have a hundred toys at home, and then they kind of look all like this one that I want. Yeah. So let me put this back, and it's okay for me to be mad, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to cry about it. It's going to take some time, and oh yeah, oh yeah, it's. And we go through all these feelings because, you know what, it's not because we grow up that we stop being who we are. You know, some people want things more than more than others. And certain circumstances, we get these feelings of, you know, desire and novelty and fun. And you know what, I've never had this. Why can't I have this? You know, there's so many things. When you understand life from the perspective of a child, it really puts things in perspective. But a lot of times when... And you brought up a great point. When we understand what we want and we can't have it, sometimes it can trigger us. And mm-hmm. the one thing, the one difference, and because when, when you grow up to be an adult, you know, and the people listening to us can understand this, sometimes you've been doing something for so long and you're stuck into that, you know, as we said, that straight line of yeah. just, you know, complacency. And mm-hmm. when you realize, you know, your brain for some reason, some reason because the the randomness you know the routine setting in so much your radar is a little off but when you realize what it is that you actually want to do and like you know oh my god i want this but i've been doing what i've been doing for such a long time do i even first of all do i even deserve that other thing you know writing a book becoming a stand-up comic you know you know just being an ice skater or going out for soccer whatsoever or just like competing in a latin dance competition but that's not me i've wasted too much time like nobody in my age does that nobody in my culture does that nobody in my family does that why can't what do i mean why 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 would i want to be a billionaire why do we so rapidly shut ourselves down king 
because we talked about the comfort zone. We talked about recognizing it. But even with sometimes, even when we do recognize it, you know, someone like you would come to me and say like, yeah, Ali, like, you know, you got some talent and everything. You should actually like, you know, I think you should do this because, you know, we, we know so many people and we are that person for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And automatically they'll say, yeah, you're right, which means they recognize their own pattern. But King, sometimes it becomes so annoying when they tell you, yeah, you're right. And then the but comes in and then they have all the excuses. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I'm working on myself trying to accept the fact that, okay, you do you when you feel like it. All I know is that, okay, I told you there's this door and it's there if you want to go through it, but I can't walk it for you. And a lot of times that's the one thing, the the chasm that we were talking about, you know, between the comfort zone and the greatness. Why is it so easy to come up with the excuses or just not take the leap? That's something that uh, I like to talk about a lot. You know, just getting out of the comfort zone. Just do it. <laughs> First off, uh, why is it so easy? Because it makes us, unconsciously, it makes us feel good. Because excuses sound best to the person making them. So why not? You know, that's why people do it. And um, words, the words but, and uh, I know, three of the main, I'll say killers of society. And here's, here's what I mean. No, you said it, you know, you're right. But so what I tell a lot of people, um, you know, people come to the pure nutrition just to talk, you know, they'll take a tea eventually, Mm -hmm. but they, they talk because they feel good and they, they use a lot. And, and some of them, I'm, most of them, I'm direct. I say, the, the day you remove but and I know from your language, that's the day that you'll, you'll be a little happier. And what I mean is, is how your brain works, right? And why it's been so easy for us to say, to say this, yeah, I know I should do this. So you have a straight line, I know I should do this, but, and then it separates but I've been doing this, but I've been like this my whole life, but this, but that society has, and it's, it's easy to blame it on society, but it's, it's almost ingrained in our subconscious to go to that, go to that um, option. And again, it's not easy to switch to say, you know what? You're right. And I am going to take action. So what it, that comes back to, you know what? You're right acceptance and i'm going to take action mm-hmm. towards what you just said um so it takes time to develop the discipline and the little actions day by day to listen to someone who gives advice and say you know what yeah that, that, that sounds good and you know what you're right i'm going to take action or they'll ask they'll ask you what can i do now and that's when you give action and a saying that I have uh, with a lot of people is "Les je le sais ne font rien. The I knows do nothing. That's a good one. Okay. And one. the reason, and do like, do it next time. Like when you listen to someone talk mm-hmm. and you, you give advice because they've asked, listen. And when they say, Oh, I just see, just see. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Those people hardly or don't do anything. 
Mm-hmm. The people who take action will look at you in your eyes. Man, that's really interesting. You got a point. That, that makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. And they will never say, I know. And you know what's funny? Is that most of all those people who say that, that's interesting, you have a point, you're right, Is are all the people who already know exactly what you're talking about. They probably know more. And it's because they know more that they're like, you know what, man? I needed to hear that again. I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that again. And guys, this is just a perspective. It's just a perspective of life where you have a person that says, yeah, I know. But, and then you have the other side. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I needed to hear that again. I needed to hear that again. It's almost the same amount of words. Because just a different perspective of life, and that's what that's what we mean, Oliver and I, when we say little details. You change your vocabulary, how you how talk you with people, how you talk with yourself. First of all, yeah, how you speak, how you speak. Because you yeah. know what, from if we're we're taking a practical example, right? But people would think, oh, you're just talking, just just to talk." You could have had ten thousand excuses not to go out on your own and open your own bar. You could have had ten thousand excuses, but you put in the time, you put in the commitment, you put in the conviction, and you know what? You're still here, dude. <laughs> Were there scary moments? Were there some mistakes? Were there some adjustments? Were there a lot of accommodations? I'm sure. I'm not a business owner, so you know more things behind the curtain than I do, but you're still here. And a lot of people say, like, man, that was a big risk. Yeah. So it's not taking it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Jim Roney said, you know, life is risky. Getting married is risky. Having children is risky. Going into business is risky. Investing your money is risky. You want me to tell you how risky life is? You're not going to make it out alive. (laughs) (laughs) So you might as well go. You might as well go. You might as well, like, go for it. You don't have to be an entrepreneur, but go for that thing that you want. Just just go. Just go. And if... If people are when, sorry, when people will understand that, you know, like, like now I've, I've worked like, I would go, yeah, close to a hundred hour weeks. Well, it wasn't even work, you know, but, and I was less tired than people who work 35 hours. Mm -hmm. And what I want to get to is, you get, why are you doing it? You said in the beginning, why are you doing this? Why do I have to change my bank account balance? Why do I need to do my 100 hours this week? Because I want to provide for my family. Mm-hmm. When you get to that point, ladies and gentlemen, when you go past that that little, little uh, uh, but you know, it's really, yeah, but I'm kind of sore. Yeah, but when you're able to do it once where you just take that butt and you crunch it up and you throw it away and you take that I know and you put your ego aside and say, man, that is freaking interesting that you would say that at this point in my life because I needed to hear that. You will change. And you know what's funny is that the more you change, the more you do personal development, because that's personal development, ladies Mm -hmm. and gentlemen. You want to know what it is? It's 
just that changing your vocabulary, changing, which changes your perspective, which in turn changes your life. It changes the lives of everybody around you. Everybody around you. It's an effect, a ripple effect. It's undeniable. And here's a cheat code. You can't change, you can't change anybody. The only person who can change is yourself. But when you start to change, the people around you start to change. And those who refuse to change are going to flutter away. They, you think I'm making this up, but you know this as well as I do. When you start to change, as you said, you said you mentioned what kind of person, what kind of person has a car like this? What kind of person leaves their house like this? What kind of person dresses like this? What kind of person has these type of people as relationships? Who you are is also in direct correlation with the people you keep around you. Yeah. So that's also something you be you need to be mindful too, part of your yeah. own routine. King, you know, every time we have to come up on top of the hour, again, that's discipline, right? But (laughs) (laughs) I, God, I don't, I don't know. We could go on for hours. I hate saying this. Sounds so cliche, but we could go on for hours, but I respect your time. I respect your availability. And again, I want to say thank you because this is another one of those connections that, and messages that I know that people can actually take, fold in a nice little envelope, put it in their you know, vision board and use as practical steps because I'm trying this to be a little more actionable for our listeners, for them to actually walk away and say, okay, yeah, these guys are real on fire, but what can I use guys? I just gave you a good 45 to an hour of like Jamal's time. Please use it, apply it. But Jamal, I want to say again, as always a gentleman, a fellow warrior and a King. And I want to say thank you for your time because that's one of the most precious resources that I value and I know that we can't give back. So for myself and all the awesome tribe, I want to say thank you for this wonderful time, brother. It's it, it thank is a you. privilege. Thank you. And for everybody, if they want just the tips in like 30 seconds, mm-hmm. time everything that you have to do, except the fact that it's not that uh, hard. It's very simple. And in turn, your perspective on life will change. Nice. If they want to connect with you on the interwebs, where can we direct them, my friend? Yeah, of course. On Facebook, it's going to be Jamal Henry. And on uh, Instagram, and uh, on Instagram, it's Avatar Fit uh, 12. And TikTok, it's Avatar Fit. My man, my man. For those who are interested in the Montreal area, are the boot camps still in effect or did you stop for the season? Because I know. So no oh, they too. never stop. Oh, they never stop. Always around. My yeah. man, my man. Okay, so I guess for anybody interested to go to Jamal's boot, Jamal's boot camp, and I know he's waiting after me because I've been saying I've been coming, but I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been. I'm not I know you'll be but. there when you have time. I'm not going to say but. <laughs> but I, I, I need to get, I need to make it because I'm a man of my word and I want to be there. Like, you know, just to get my ass kicked. But we also do for a Spartan race next year, and that I will hold myself to it, definitely. But guys i hope that you enjoyed this conversation as well as i did please as always keep promoting the message and you know pushing the message forward jamal is an individual that i truly like i truly treasure as a fellow warrior and a brother and a king so again go give him a follow go follow plus nutrition on instagram i'll have all those links on the blog post once it goes live but from Quebec to wherever these words find you into your little corner of the universe stay blessed stay safe as always do stay awesome This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. We always love to get your feedback, so please do drop us a line via Instagram, Facebook, or email. 
our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Do visit our official website at awakentheawesome.ca, where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and incredible guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review, as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and spreading the word to more awesome listeners like you. We always appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.